you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy of one man. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I'm Afisa. With me as always is Devin. And we are about to recap NXT, the gold standard. And this week, I mean, you know, we got to say, like, we talked about AEW. We said AEW right now is the most anticipated when it comes to the shows that we watch this week. But NXT, you know how we feel. NXT always brings it. So we're going to go through it match by match. Uh, I'm actually going to run through all the matches, and then we'll double back and talk about them a little bit more in detail. Uh, Devin, before I do that, any overall or general thoughts you want to share before we go through these? Man, uh, what's up with your boy Johnny? <laughs> boy Johnny Gargano, man. He man, on one, bro. You know what? <laughs> I am excited to talk about this because... Okay. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm starting to flip my allegiances oh. from Champa to Johnny in oh. this feud. Ah, oh, no, no, sir, not with me. I'm Team Champa all the I, way. I, I'm, I'm because <laughs> I feel like he has a point, but we'll get into it. Okay, we'll get into. Well, it. yeah, I see the reason why I, he, I, you know, I, he hating. He hating really though. I'm just but, saying. Is he though? Cause yeah. Is he though? <laughs> we'll talk about it. I'm excited to talk about that. More than anything else, man, I am excited to talk about that. But let's let's run through these real quick. All right. Cool. All right. So we had the NXT North American Championship defended by Keith Lee against Cameron Grimes. Keith Lee was victorious. The Limitless One took care of business in this matchup. Um, great matchup, great showing by Cameron Grimes, but in the end, Keith Lee got the got the W on that one. Uh, we had Mia Yim going against Dakota Kai to see who was going to move on to NXT Takeover Tampa to to go into this ladder match, this number one contender uh, contender ladder match to see who was going to be the number one contender for the women's championship. And Mia Yim ended up winning, which I was a little bit surprised by. I didn't Surprise think that, as well. Yeah. yeah. I thought uh, Dakota Kai. Yeah. You know, she got this uh, security guard, too, as well, and in her back pocket. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was surprised Mia Yim went over. Didn't, yeah. didn't get it. Same. Same. I, so, but we'll talk about that. Yep. We'll, we'll definitely go back to that one. <laughs> oh. um, Kushida. Uh, made his return. I feel like we haven't seen Kushida in a while, but he ended up having a matchup against Raul Mendoza, which was supposed to happen before, but then Cameron Grimes um, caved in Raul Mendoza's chest and took his place <laughs> to hell. <laughs> like, it mid-entrance just took Raul Mendoza out, and so that matchup didn't happen then, um, but it's happening now, and yeah, we saw what happened. Kushida ended up winning that matchup. It was a good matchup. Raul Mendoza did, did uh, I mean, he's he's a very uh, talented, like, lucha-style wrestler, and, yeah. um, you know, he, he had a good showing, but in the Speaking end, Kushida won. Style, you, did you see what happened after? Yes, he got kidnapped, and yeah, they man. kept going with the show. Like, right. <laughs> like, What's going on, man? There was there was a kidnapping that happened, right. guys. Luchadors, man. Took up a luchador, man. Load them up in the van. Snatched them up real quick. Just <laughs> snatched. And they're like, wow, that was that was disturbing. All right, yeah. on to the next match. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Back <laughs> what, up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> right. You just got kidnapped. You have it on on tape. And mask. <laughs> call the cops. <laughs> What is happening? Our old Mendoza, he just had the towel around him. He was just like <laughs> still recovering from his match from Kushida. Yeah. It just happened just like that. They almost ran over me and Yim, right? Yeah. Like she was back there too. Like, you know, you didn't see me over here. Like, what are y'all doing? And then they just jumped out the van, grabbed Raul Mendoza, threw him in the back of a van and drove off. And everyone saw it. And everyone's like, well, all right, let's move on to the next match. 
I was like, wait a minute, guys. Yes. I, I, I was like, well, can, can we rewind? Can we back up? Like, Let's, whoa, bro. We ain't going to have, like, nobody saw that. Seriously. <laughs> like, bro, that should be the end. Right, right, if someone gets hit, bro. That's it. That's it. Right. Like, what, what, stop the show. <laughs> Regal, where you at, bro? <laughs> What's going on? Do we not care about the well-being of Raul Mendoza? It's like, ah. Oh, <laughs> right. We didn't need him anyway. Like, no. This is a person's <laughs> life, man. Damn. Stop. Yeah, that's cool. He got a little story, though. He does. Yeah, he does. He does now. <laughs> he sure does. Man was kidnapped. Oh, and barely anybody cared. I'm sorry, Raul Mendoza, but we'll see what comes out of this, man. I guess some new Lucha faction that's going around kidnapping people. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's what we're going to get. I wonder if that one, uh, the next guy will be that... Uh, the the what's his name? I can't remember, but he's like the pa 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 pa, like the guy from Chicago that's like into like house music or whatever. Oh, that guy. with the alien head uh, mask or whatever. Yeah, that yeah, dude. yeah. Okay. When he gets kidnapped, no one's gonna care. They were like, yeah. "Oh, thank what, you." Was it Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, I think that's a Joaquin. It sounds too much like Joaquin Phoenix. What yeah, you said, it it's 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 something like that, but it's not that. So, yeah, it's like similar to that. Joaquin something. Yeah. But, yeah, man, that guy, I mean, he almost needs a change anyway. So, you know, I'm not going to endorse kidnapping, but, you know, if you guys want to make over him, it, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Check. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's keep going with the recap. So. <laughs> Come on, but, man, we got a show to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, come out and get interrupted by Charlotte Flair, her, her opponent for WrestleMania for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, a little bit of war words turned into fisticuffs. Uh, they brawled around the ring. Charlotte Flair put a sick looking figure four on her in the in the post, uh, just just brutalizing uh, Rhea Ripley. And yeah, she won up there on this one. So getting a little bit of revenge from Rhea Ripley punching her on Raw uh, in her house, and now on NXT, uh, Rhea Ripley again, uh, or I should say, Charlotte Flair getting her revenge. Uh, the crowd was ruthless, you know, saying, you know, go back to Raw and not wanting to hear anything Charlotte had to say. Um, thoroughly enjoyed yeah. that. Yep, they were cutting her off a lot. A lot. They, they were not having it, man. Pro NXT crowd. By the way, here. <laughs> shout out to Bianca Belair. Yeah. Um, also, too, I should say, uh, this was all at the Performance Center. So it wasn't at, uh, at Full Sail. This one was at the Performance Center uh, where they all trained and kind of got their start. And, you know, so it was pretty cool seeing the Performance Center, um, which would play a part into the main event, but we'll get there. <laughs> I'm like, are they going to get a new venue? Are they just tearing this down? What's going on? So, a little remodeling? Nothing's going to be left after what we're seeing here. Yeah. We'll get into that. Um, so then we had it was so the Undisputed Era came out. Uh, they were going to have their matchup against the NXT Tag Team Champions, the Broserweights, but uh, they were interrupted by the Velveteen Dream, who made it clear, like with Roddy, he never really cared about Roddy. Didn't really care about his family. Roddy's just an idiot. Um, he played him like a fiddle, and essentially this whole thing was a ruse to get to Adam Cole and the NXT Championship. Adam Cole said, hey, you've done nothing to earn this. So I don't know who Facts. you think you are. Which Facts. He's got a point. Facts. He's got a point. He Facts. has earned <laughs> this opportunity. Exactly. So, yep. Yeah, Hard I, earned, sir. He did not. There was no number one contendership matchup that he won. He just kind of is putting himself, you know, in the, in the picture, a la Roman Reigns walking up to Goldberg and saying, I'm next. So, uh, you know, but I respect this more and I don't know why, but I just do. I just do maybe because it's Velveteen Dream versus Roman Reigns. But that's, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, man, he came out there. He, he uh, you know, he interrupted. He did his thing, his Velveteen Dream thing. Um, and yeah, Adam Cole put him in his place. But then the Broserweights came out and they had the matchup. Great matchup overall um, for the NXT Tag Team Championships in the end. We had the grizzled young vets kind of try to interrupt and help the Undisputed Era. Right. But no, oh, actually, before that happened, um, <laughs> funny moment happened in the matchup where we had um, Matt Riddle 
threw in Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Then uh, Adam Cole gets up. He's like, Who, what do you think you're doing? And then Pete Dunn stands up and pulls an Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Drops <laughs> to his back. Like he just got shot. Essentially. He just heard a slap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Referee turns around. He's like, what happened? And and Pete Dunn is like, oh, writhing in pain. And Adam Cole's like, no, I didn't do anything. And Roderick Strong is like, look, this is what he did. And Roderick Strong tries to show the ref. Yeah, that he just show the ref reenact it. Right. <laughs> Matt Riddle is like, no, he super kicked him. He super kicked him. Sure enough, referee throws out Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, and much to the dismay of of the Undisputed Era. And then you see uh, Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle both do the Matt Riddle shrug, which was, or no, sorry, the Pete Dunn shrug. Pete Dunn, yep. Right. Pete Dunn the, shrug. Right. Well, we, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, you know. All right. We're doing a little light cheating steal here. I like that. I like that that little touch right there on the on the tag team. That was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, then the Grizzly Young Vets came out, tried to interfere, but to no avail. It was not enough. Um, in the end, the Brozowitz did retain the tag team championships. Now we are at the main attraction. It wasn't really the main event. The main event was the tag team championship matchup. But the last thing that happened on the show. Johnny Gargano promised to be there to address why he did what he did, why he attacked Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, though, came out first and said, hey, you promised us, you promised these people that you were going to tell us why. I know why, but you come out here. I want you to tell us all why you did what you tell did. Tell us why, Johnny. Yep. Why'd you do it? And, and Johnny gave him his reasoning, which... I mean, I kind of want to just stop right here and just go break this down a little bit more. Go ahead and break it down, man. Okay. Go and see your case. So, Tommaso Ciampa was going to, you know, once he realized that Johnny Gargano was going to try to do this all via, you know, camera, being on the big screen and not coming out to the ring, Tommaso Ciampa started walking to the back or or like rushing to the back to find Johnny Gargano because he knew where he was at. But Johnny, during all of this, in case people missed it, while Tommaso Ciampa and the camera was following, was camera fo- while the camera was following Tommaso Ciampa, there I got it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny was explaining, like, "Hey, I mean, how did this guy get redeemed? We six months ago, I never forgot what you did six months ago, however months ago it was when he turned his when Tommaso Ciampa turned his back." On Johnny Gargano, there was no apology. There was no like Tommaso Ciampa saying, "Hey man, you know I messed up," and actually, you know, taking responsibility for all the heinous acts that he had done to Johnny Gargano, you know, or to and, and his wife and all of that, you know, and just there was nothing. There was none of that. There was so for all of a sudden now. For the crowd to, you know, be on Tommaso Ciampa and then kind of turning on Johnny. Like, I feel like that's where this is going, where Johnny is more frustrated that everybody is cheering Ciampa. And yet Ciampa has never really apologized or taken responsibility for his actions. And when Johnny started saying that, I was like, wow, this is brilliant because Johnny has a point. Like, he's actually right. Like, he's it's just not some heel thing where he's just saying, you know, he just turned bad, you know, turned evil for yeah, no reason. For no reason. Right. right. Like, he has a genuine gripe here. Tommaso Ciampa was a dick just six months ago. He was the, the guy who, you know, was, was torturing Johnny Gargano, who was making his life a living hell. And now, you know, he got injured. Came back. You just let it go. You let it go. Yeah, but I mean, again, if he never apologized to Johnny Gargano for what he did, and then the crowd (laughs) is siding with Tommaso Ciampa after Tommaso Ciampa did all these terrible things to Johnny, you can kind of understand where Johnny is coming from. Now, in the beginning where I said I'm kind of, you know, on team Johnny with this, you know, that's a little tongue in cheek. Of course, I'm saying like, you know, Johnny, what what he did with Morrow is what still keeps me from saying, oh, Johnny is 100% right. Like, there's something else going on with Johnny. There's, oh, <laughs> but I think his, his heart is in the right place because he was hurt by his best friend. 
and his best friend didn't apologize, and now people are cheering for that guy. Yeah, apologize. They, 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 they was you no. Know, how many matches? Two matches. You knew there was gonna be no apology, man. They fought each other like the damn near to damn near to the death, man. And it never ended because Tommaso got hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like that match that was supposed to end things didn't happen. And then Ciampa came out when when Johnny won, you know, was there. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah, Barry the hatchet, you know. It well, was no apology. It's like an indirect apology, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm out here celebrating your success. So, you know, indirectly, yeah. Apology. Indirect apology. That, that's not an apology. <laughs> That is not an apology. I'm supporting you. You're my best friend. Hey, you know. (laughs) You know, I found this new way of thinking. I got a I got a baby girl to you know take care of. You know, you know, I'm all about physical condition now. Like, you got a new way of thinking. But the apology shouldn't be about Tommaso doing it his own way. It should be about how he makes the person who he he tortured and did all those terrible things. How they Johnny Gargano wants to do stuff his way now too. So why not? (laughs) <laughs> because it doesn't justify what he did to say, oh, because again, if you've if you've done terrible things to somebody and then they feel like like hurt by it, it's not for you to say that they should get over it. It's for that person. If you truly felt sorry, it's for that person to accept your apology, not for you to say Hey, well, I, I indirectly apologize, so that should be enough for you. <laughs> like that's that's just being a that's being a dick. And that at that point, you can understand that. Well, what Tommaso was getting, he kind of created. You know, like that. Well, I don't even think. Well, that's what I think. You know, that's what I'm assuming. What Tommaso did, but I think Tommaso's not going to really apologize. He's like, I'm not going to no, apologize. Nothing. He's not for, right. Knowing him, he's not going to do that, and rightfully so. No. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't he say a good rightfully reason so. I wouldn't. Like, he'll state right. a good reason. He'll state a good reason for not apologizing. Yeah, mm, he no, would. No. Why? If he's expecting because the way he's acting, he's acting like him and Johnny should have been cool, and he's hurt by Johnny. Like, how are you gonna act like you're hurt by Johnny, but you never apologize? Like, he should have just accepted how all the things that you did to him without an apology and now you guys are boys if you're going to do what you're going to do then don't expect us to be friends well, he's hurt because he cost him the championship man so he's not hurt that this was his friend that did it he's hurt because he just cost him it. so it has nothing to do with yeah. the friendship is what you I don't think right I don't think it has nothing to do with the friendship I think it has more of he got in the way of Goldie uh, I think that is definitely a part of it for sure but I think that at the heart of it is that it's Johnny that kept him from this. I think if somebody else would have done this to him, like let's say it would have been, I don't know, just, yeah. I mean, make, well, take it makes pick it extra any personal other. because it is yeah, Johnny. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's that's where I'm at. You're not wrong. You're, you're absolutely right in that, that his whole thing has been about Goldie. And so the fact that, you know, anybody keeps him from Goldie, that person is on a hit list now. Like they're dead. You know, like Tommaso Ciampa is going to try to kill them. Add to the fact that it's Johnny Gargano. He just teamed with Johnny Gargano at Worlds Collide. It seemed like they were cool, but really Johnny, you know, from what we're seeing now, was still pissed because this dude, you know, he's trying to rub, Hold you know, on to a grudge, man. For yes, real. Like, this all that the time. Room. Yeah, he's he's probably he's sitting there waiting, like, okay, you know, I'm a. I'm going to try to be the bigger man, but I'm expecting an apology, you know, because this guy was at my wedding. He was my best man. Like, he knows he did something wrong. I'm just going to sit here and wait. I know I'm a good guy. I'm so why here not wait. address it like, hey, man, like, let's talk about it. Instead of just like, I'm going to cost you the championship. If you were He's real. wrong for that. Yeah, you're right. And that's where I can't completely get behind Johnny, but I can understand why he's pissed, you know, and I feel like I feel like they're both wrong. And I feel like it's not. It doesn't feel right to just all out say, "Hey, Johnny's a heel or Tommaso is a face." They oh both yeah, it's, messed it's up. not. It's not black and white, man. It's very right. gray all over, bro. Right. But that makes it an interesting story. That's where I'm it like, does. "Ooh, it does." I, I feel like it's genius using that as why he's doing what he's doing because it makes sense. But then on the flip side, you can also see why Champa is pissed. And so for both of them, even though you know at first when it all happened, it was. It made it seem like okay, Johnny's just this all, just all out heel, basically. 
Um, but now, you know, it kind of adds this new wrinkle to it to where some people might see Johnny's side and be like, you know what? He is right. Why are we cheering Ciampa after all of that bullshit he did to Johnny Gargano for all those months? You know, when he was champion, he was just a complete dick to him. Uh, is you know, it that like, easy he, to sway people? <laughs> dude. Remember, Johnny Gargano at one point was out of NXT because of Tommaso Ciampa. Like, he lost his career and then ended up getting it back, you know, but... You know, it was it was it was like by Johnny, like everyone thought, oh, maybe this yeah. is the end of Johnny. And then he yeah. came back and then, you know, they remember he was he was the first person to turn his back on him. You know, like Tommaso Ciampa said, this is my moment it was selfish, threw him into yeah. the set at yeah, NXT TakeOver Chicago. You know, yeah, this all this stuff. And he never apologized. And then you actually teamed with him. You were the bigger man, but he still didn't apologize. I can understand why he's 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 feeling a certain type of way. You know. It didn't cost him like a championship match. Yeah, he did. He cost all those times that Tommaso Ciampa cheated to win in their matches against well, each other yeah. cost him a championship. Yeah. And then, like I just said, he cost him his for a moment there. He cost him his he career. Was being the smarter like person going. should have been smarter. He should have outsmarted Tommaso. Then that's he should have knew what you was getting yourself into. Come on, this, you're saying that's your friend. You knew him from years. You know what you're getting yourself into, right? Yeah, but he's also trying to be. But that see, that's, well, that's where that's where being the good guy comes into play, right? Because he doesn't want to. Okay, so being smarter usually in wrestling, it's like that's that's the heels way, you know, in terms of like using whatever tactics to win, you know, like. Well, I'm not saying that it's a way that you can use their tactics against them, like because no knowing that you know they're going to use some underhanded tricks, so maybe I can use that to my advantage. Yeah, well, I guess where I'm thinking about it is is usually, especially with Tommaso Ciampa, like you're gonna have to go to some dark places to be able to 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 put him down because he's gonna go to a, to a, a, an aggressive, violent place to to win, right? And so I don't know, like he doesn't he doesn't when I when I think of Ciampa, I think in you know you can beat him by basically by being more vicious than he is. And Johnny has this morality that where he wants to be the good guy. And maybe part of the story, too, is that that's what's held him back as well, that he's been trying to be the good guy. He's been trying to appease the fans and he's been trying to be this role model. And that kind of held him back as well. And then the crowd boos him for it, you know. And so they turned their back on him before he had done anything wrong. And so, and and that held him back from being able to beat Champa because Champa is doing every underhanded thing in the book, and he's trying to beat him the right way, you know. And it's <laughs> it's like I see yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? I see I see what Johnny, you know, where Johnny would be coming from, and at the same point, he's yeah, he's gone too far. He's 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 again. The thing with Morrow was perfect. I was just about to mention that. I'm like, I think he went too far with Morrow. He went too far. Yeah. He clearly went too yeah, far with Morrow. Morrow was like, hey, man, just, just ain't want no problems, okay? Right. You know, and then, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like, I, 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 and I think that was brilliant because that, that helps to define, like, okay, even though Johnny may have a point still, you know, you can see where he's wrong, too. Even if you want to start to see his side, Still, he's he's getting too aggressive with, you know, people that really, why is he taking out his anger on Morrow? You know, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, man, it's it's I think it was just uh, building up to this point, man. He's tired. Yeah. And and I and I love it. Maso Champa getting that that spotlight, you know, getting that shine. He hating. I get it. He's he's hey, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see this develop and because you know it gets us talking about it to this extent and i feel like the fans i'm i'm really excited to see the next time Johnny Gargano and Champa are in the ring together what that reaction is going to be like and if there's i feel like Champa is going to the Champa fans will dominate but i think you might hear some like a smattering of cry, of fans in there you know kind of siding with Johnny and you know that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to 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 witness if that happens. So, are you siding with the Johnny? Is that what you're saying? I think. See, like I said, when I oh, first you, started, I was like, "Man, I might out. be switching over to Team Johnny because it makes sense what he's saying." 
I think as the weeks go on, it depends on what Champa says. Mm-hmm. Um, because where Johnny has a point is where he said, you know, six months ago, you know, I did not forget what you did and you never apologized. If Champa comes out and says, you know, I didn't need to apologize then and I'm not going to apologize now, I'm like, but don't you know, don't you have to apologize if that's supposed to be your friend? Now you're justifying not apologizing <laughs> then? Like, that's shitty, man. Like, that's what kind of friend are you if you are feel that Are they friends, way? though? Did they, like... Did, he was the best ever... man at his wedding, man. Like I'm just saying, after, I'm saying kayfabe-wise, did they ever reconnect and say we're officially friends? Well, they. I mean, I guess... So we talked about certain things happening indirectly. When they teamed up as DIY, that was kind of like a sign that, yeah... You know, there's a friendship there. And also, too, when Johnny won the won the title, you know, when Tommaso Ciampa showed up and they hugged, you know, and and Johnny knew Tommaso Ciampa was there. He's like, he's right behind me, isn't he? So, yeah, they, I think kayfabe there there since he got hurt, there was that assumption that, yes, they are friends like they are a unit again. And it was made somewhat official when, you know, Worlds Collide happened. Um this this story, man, I, I'm 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 in I'm in I'm 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 really excited to see see this develop. I think again, just this discussion that we're having, you know, is just a testament to how good <laughs> you know it is. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying it already. It's great, and and to think that we've seen this so many times already, and it could still be this interesting. I know. Oh my god! And and we didn't even talk about the spot. I was just about to the, ask you that. I was like, what did you think of the of the makeover? <laughs> of the performance. Yeah, oh my god. Well, so let's talk about that. So yeah, this brawl basically breaks out, you know, in the in the boardroom, whatever, and they put a hole in the wall or a dent in the wall by, you know, Tommaso Ciampa shoving him into that. And then they're just throwing things around and that weight room got destroyed. Ciampa tried to murder Johnny Gargano with a weight and just flung that thing in his head. Johnny just, just missed it. Yeah. Just just Ducked it in the glass, the mirror there shattered. shattered. Oh my gosh. That was crazy. And then uh that top platform that they stand on, you know, when they're overlooking the w- the NXT ring, um, the the guardrails got pulled off of that. Um and yeah, that last spot was crazy, man. The whole time I'm like, you know, I feel real uncomfortable with this, like, because they were being real stiff with a lot of their attacks to each other. Oh, and the, before we get to what happened at the top of that that platform, the crutch being brought back was a nice touch. Like uh, I Mas- thought, I think that was a legit crutch, crutch too. Yeah, it seemed like when Tommaso hit hit uh, Johnny, like usually one of those work crutches hit somebody, it it bends pretty good. And yeah, he whacked him pretty good. It, it got like a little. It barely bent. Barely, I was like, "Ooh, that hurt me." That he, hurt. Yeah, me. he looked at it too. Like, man, maybe this shit is real, man. Not this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, what, <laughs> but what he did, story wise, um, Tommaso Ciampa was really cool because he he used that crutch, but he also kind of dragged it like he used to drag the old crutch that he used against Johnny when he was a heel, and it kind of reminded me of that, and I feel like. That on purpose, Tommaso Ciampa was kind of hearkening back to what he had done to Johnny. Yeah. To almost remind us, like, yeah, I'm still that dude. I'm still that that evil SOB yes. that, you know, just brutalized this dude with this crutch in the past. And I'm like, wow. You know, and that's another reason why I feel like Johnny may have a point that Tommaso has not really changed. It's those people started cheering him, but he hasn't actually change taking responsibility he doesn't think anything he did back then was wrong he just is going along with the fact that people are cheering him so again story-wise it's just there's there's still a lot going on here, focus of getting goldie back yes you know yes. johnny gargano got in the way he gotta take care of johnny to get back goldie he know what he has to do <laughs> <laughs> man but hey so going back to the platform, going back to the platform. Right. So yeah, they're ripping up the platform, and I'm thinking, okay, one of these guys is throwing the other guy off, or they're gonna both go off together. You know, we know this spot is coming, um, but just anticipating, and there were so many teases. Um, you know, just submission up top. Uh, the ref got uh, knocked out. The ref got knocked out. Yeah, by Johnny. Then the, yeah, then uh, by Johnny. That's true. That's a good point. 
And then, yeah, at the end of it, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, put Johnny on his back. And they both dove off the top and through the table. And, again, scary spot, crazy spot. Um, I actually don't think it was that high, though. It make it look like it was that high. They did a great from, job from of the selling optics. That. Yeah. Morrow did a great job of scare, of oh, selling he that. Still, he sold the shit out of that. Yeah, he did. It, it, I was I was in. I was like, wow, this is... I don't want them to do any spot off of this. I was like, no. Because somebody in the crowd even said, he was like, uh, throw him off. Then someone was like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Like people are bought in, they yes. are just totally locked. Oh in yes, they world. are, man. You know they have the please don't die chance. Yeah, like, yes. <laughs> want everybody to be safe. Oh man, just great, great, great segment here, man. Great way to go off the air. At the end, it was just like silence, no commentary at all. Just kind of like you saw Regal come out. Yeah, it was it was great. It was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take care of this. <sighs> People are going to be fined. Johnny's probably going to be suspended for a week for hit. Well, he's going to be fined for hitting the ref. I'll say longer than a week. I think it'll be a week. They're not going to keep him because they only have three weeks until until Tampa. So it can't be. You got to build this up. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, a week. You're right. You know, if if well, even if, that, oh, if that, he'll just probably get fined. Fine, fine, yeah, he's definitely getting fined. They're going to talk about fines. Maybe a hundred thousand dollars. Like the fine, you know that stuff. Cake. Right, right. <laughs> I feel like yeah, those amounts just kind of jump all over the place. Right, man. Five hundred thousand like, dollars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> Damn. Never doing that again. Right. <laughs> you know what you can do with five hundred thousand dollars? Oh man. So yeah. Well, let's let's. So that that was a, a great kind of. Just recap of that whole situation, man. I mean, there's other details we could probably pick out, but overall, I think just watching the build up for these next couple of weeks for this feud, this legendary feud, probably the the. I mean, for me, it's my favorite feud in NXT ever. Period. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Um, it's just it's just so fun. So, um, but let's keep going through this through the rest of the show just to pick out some other things that stood out to us. So, what, what was something else that stood out to you? I would say when Adam Cole announced next week he's going to have a celebration. Of course you were going to bring this up. Of course. Why not? Why would I not bring this up? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just more of an announcement. I mean, it's not really like... But it's an important special announcement. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it. That's the reason right, why... Velveteen Dream is going to ruin it, so, you know. You know it's does, ruined. It doesn't. I don't care. It's it's, it's he still it doesn't change the fact they still could be the longest reigning NXT champion. This is true. This you is know? true. You can mess this it up true. all you want, but it doesn't change the fact. <laughs> so I guess to to this point, right? Uh-huh. He's, he's going to be the longest reigning champion. Yes. And Velveteen Dream is going to ruin the celebration. Of course. So maybe. we know that they're going to face off at, at NXT TakeOver. Yes, Tampa. maybe 60% botch Valentine will interfere. You think, wait, say that again? I said maybe Valentine will interf- uh, interfere. Yeah. In the in the celebration? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I'm saying 100%. It's happening. Uh, he's he's going to interfere. 100%. He's percent. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 
You think Adam Cole's going to retain? Yes, why not? <laughs> He's going to lose. He's still He's going to lose? He's going to lose. Velveteen Dream's going to beat him. Yep. Yep. This is going to happen. It's over. The prophecy dies at NXT TakeOver Tampa. I'm sorry. Oh, you want to. You, you would think. It's over. It's happen. It is over. Velveteen Dream is going to... They're not going to have this, this, this story for Velveteen Dream. He's done all this work. To finally get to Adam Cole. He came back from the injury that he's been gone yep. from for, for how, how long? Sure did. And now he's going to lose to Adam Cole after Adam Cole's already broken the record. That's right. Now, Nope. Nope. That's it's right. Over. It's over. I'm going to take this so. to SummerSlam. <laughs> SummerSlam? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. No oh, way. Where are they going to be at? Phoenix? I have no idea. Take them to Phoenix? No. It's, it's, I'm sorry, man. It's gonna happen, or maybe a weekly show. You know how they do it. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Sometimes they'll, but I, no, I, I feel real confident right now. Velveteen Dream is going to beat Adam Cole. Now again, this is this is an early prediction. We're three weeks out. Yeah, you know that could things, change, man. You things never change. Know. Things happen. You never know. But um, but this is yeah. early, and I'm still in my Adam Cole phase. Like wholeheartedly, yeah, yeah. yeah. After the celebration, you may feel differently. Once once Velveteen Dream ruins the celebration. <laughs> that, hasn't, that hasn't happened yet, so right now, I'm going to enjoy this. Okay. Enjoy it for a while it lasts, We have man. my moment. <laughs> <laughs> you get a good five-minute celebration. I, I think that celebration will be good. Eh, maybe ten. They may give Adam Cole a chance to... Kind of, you know, thank all of the members of the Undisputed Era right. for everything that they've done, do that. helping him get here. Maybe thank his dentist for the beautiful smile he has. I'm sure yes. he'll do, he'll does that. Please, please <laughs> let him do that. Oh man, that would be that'd awesome. be great, man. That man. would be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh man. Oh, he doesn't have to mention the name. He just has. No. He just have to say dentist, and we all yeah. get that. <laughs> I just love that. If back and forth, they just kept saying, like you know, insinuating each other. Oh, that just right. yes, yes. Let's make that happen. Oh man, but what what else stood out to you on this show? Oh man, so let's let's talk about your uh, your Charlotte Flair and, and Rhea Ripley, man. Like yeah. your favorite match. Right. Well, you know what for for the WrestleMania, Ed, Edge and Randy, I would say. Oh yeah, that's my you just favorite. Said. Yeah, and then after that, I think this one. Yeah, Rhea Ripley. I, I why another reason why I love this matchup so much is that it's it's NXT at WrestleMania. I feel like more of this in the future would be awesome. Um, I'm kind of disappointed Adam Cole's not going to be at WrestleMania. I was really hoping for. I mean, we talked about Adam Cole, Finn Balor. Yeah, I think that that would have been really cool. Um, and then the timing of the, I mean, him breaking the record, it doesn't work for it you know, know, yeah. that that whole thing as well. But, um, you know, Rhea Ripley being there at, at WrestleMania, going against Charlotte Flair, and then the buildup here, you know, on this, uh, on this episode was great. Just, you know, just them going at it, man. Like, just showing, like, hey, how physical this matchup can be, um, how well they match up with each other. Um you know, I, I loved it. I loved it. The figure four on the ring post was great. Just it's hard to watch. Man, Charlotte's looking like a badass. She's you know the queen she is. She has she has the right to be cocky. Yeah, she is a ten time champion. You know. Yeah. In in her uh, six year career, six. Wow, it's been six years. Damn, that's yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny because when you say six-year career, for some reason in my mind, I'm thinking, that's it? <laughs> She's done a lot in six years. Yeah, she has. She has, man. You know, like, that's 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 wild that it's only been six years. Yeah. And that's cool that she's showing up at NXT. I that's huge. I, yeah, I want to say it's been almost three weeks in a row. Dude, I would I, I would love it. If and I, I don't think there's a chance in hell that this happens, but I would love it if she was there full time. You know, if they just moved Charlotte over there just to say, hey, this is how seriously we're taking NXT. Just do and, like three months, have a short. Yeah, street. 
give her give her a, a large a long stint there, like Finn Balor right now. You know, just have her be there. Like if she wins the NXT Championship, which I I don't know, I don't think that's gonna happen. If you know, again another early prediction, but um, I feel like if she does, she has to show up every week. You know, or at least you know every other week. You know, you, I'd want her to be somewhat of a regular presence there if she's gonna be there. Yeah. Um. So if you're gonna be champion. Like you can't just be on Raw and then just defend the championship on Raw and then maybe once every couple of months like you know Brock Lesnar show up like no don't do that you got to be at NXT so that's kind of like a a uh, silver lining if Rhea Ripley were to lose to get Charlotte on NXT would be amazing let me get your early prediction on this who you got Charlotte Flair going against Rhea Ripley um my gut says Rhea Ripley you know, my gut says that they're not going to take the belt off of Rhea Ripley so soon into trying to build her up into a megastar. Because you can feel it like they're trying to really push Rhea Ripley. Me too. Yeah. And She's 23 years old. Man. She's so young. So young. Um, but, heck, man. It's, we, we want, like, I, I usually am hoping for WWE to strike while the iron is hot with a lot of these superstars. And for them to do that right now with a 23-year-old, you know, and she's on fire right now, just, it's like, finally, yes, like, just just why not? You know, let her be this megastar while she's super young, and then you can have her around for, man, forever. Forever, man. Like, that's how you properly <laughs> build stars. Yeah. Gosh, what a, what, a, what a win. But, you know, who knows? I mean... We can make these predictions. I can say, Rhea, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte won. Yeah, Charlotte, that too. You can't put it past Charlotte, man. You yeah. not. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Right, she's and, and the queen. The powers that be, you know, like, they love her. So, why Why not? Of course. Of course, Charlotte has a yeah. chance. But like USA just, Network, like, hey, we need to bump these ratings, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can. That could be our opportunity for uh, the women's division. Yep. Going against AEW. Yep, exactly. So Charlotte, you know, on NXT to compete with that time slot against AEW, that makes a whole lot of sense. It really does. You know, and I mean, Charlotte's going to get paid what she's going to get paid. So it's not like, you know, you're on NXT, you're not making as much money or whatever. No, she's going to make Charlotte Flair money. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, she'll be in NXT, to but it's not going to be no NXT money. I, nope. I can assure you that. Nope. <laughs> So, yeah, man, I just feel like, you know, this is this is um, it, it, it makes sense for Rhea. But again, I would not be surprised if Charlotte won. But early prediction, I'd say Rhea. Rhea. Yeah, I, I got Rhea for early predictions, too, man. Same reasons, you know, basically what I'm thinking, because they, they're building for the future for her. Exactly. Yeah, man. Um, let's see. What did you think of Cameron Grimes and Keith Lee? I actually, I thought it was a good match, but I I felt like this match stayed in like second gear. Thinking like it got the first and it got the second, but that's that's all. It's it just stayed right there for me. It didn't hit that that next notch. Uh, maybe it wasn't like I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't too many close finish uh, for me or something like that. It's. You know, it, it it wasn't like a bad match. It was just, I just felt like it was just, you know, it was just stuck in that second gear for me. I mean, if I were to venture a guess, I feel like it's probably why you felt that way was because there was never really a fear that Keith Lee would lose. Yeah, like, yeah. Cameron Grimes <laughs> didn't really seem like a threat. Yeah, that's true, man. <laughs> like, from the very beginning, when he made his entrance even, like, Keith Lee kind of just, like, looked at him. And Cameron Grimes fell like he just like dropped. He was like, whoa, hey, oh, you know, and it just seemed like everything he did, even though he was, you know, he was beat at some offense, but it just never felt like this. He's going to beat Keith Lee. Like it just felt like, hey, he's he's doing his moves. I'm seeing him do things, but nothing really feels like it has an effect. And Keith Lee's selling, you know, he's trying to make him look strong, but I just didn't believe it. That's a good point. So, yeah, yeah. So I agree. I, I agree feeling. with you. Yes, yes, doctor. That's what what I was feeling. 
<laughs> yeah, that's diagnose that. Correct. There we go. Perfectly. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I could. I could. I could see it. I could hear when you were talking, and I'm like, I'm playing it back in my head. I'm like, yeah, because I don't. I don't think anybody really would have feared like, oh, Cameron Grimes is going to beat Keith Lee at the Performance Center right here on this random Wednesday. Right. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, <All right>. no. <laughs> this is a random Wednesday at the Performance Center. Like, Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just no. It's not happening. Um, so, yeah. So, I, yeah. And again, I feel. Oh, so what did you how did you feel about the the post match uh, actions there? Because we did have some uh, some shenanigans going on with Damian Priest uh. um, attacking <laughs> Keith Lee. And then uh, Dominic Dijakovic having his yeah. back. But then I kind of like that, actually, you know, okay. uh, because. What was cool about it, basically, you know, when he got attacked by Damian Priest by the what is that like a tire rack or a tire crowbar or something like that? I don't know. It's 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 the Nancy Kerrigan, yeah. Tanya Harding pipe or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he hit Keith Lee with it, and then who comes out? Dominic Dijakovic. He comes out to save, and then as he's coming out for the save, Damian, Damian Priest takes off. Uh, he picks up the North American belt, and then Keith Lee still doesn't know what's going on. All right, then he finally looks up. He looks up to see Dodger Kovac with the belt, and immediately went for his finishing. Uh, what what did he go? What the, the, it was a spear bomb. Spear bomb. So he immediately went for the spear bomb, like with no hesitation. Yeah, <laughs> which was cool. Like he just had this mean ass look spear bombed him to hell and he was just and I was like oh that's actually cool I'm like I get it he was confused you know even the commentating team you know pointed at that I'm like I think he was confused you know Uh, know, I'm sure that's you know that was the reason you know I think you just wouldn't just just attack Dominic just cause Uh, so I enjoyed that man yeah Damian Priest you know when he hit him you know with that that stick that 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 weapon you know if he's hit him in the back and and um, Keith Lee never saw who hit him so then you know he's down on the ground uh Dominic Dijakovic comes out and makes the save uh but Keith Lee is still not looking in that direction to see who's in the ring and then Dominic Dijakovic of course you know he sees the belt he wants the belt he picks the belt up he goes over to Keith Lee to give him the belt is what it we all kind of assumed because the way he was looking, he's like, you know what? Now nah, let me go over to him. And he pats him on the shoulder and he's, he's standing there with the belt. Keith Lee then sees Dominic. He's pissed, you know, that cause he got hit. And then he sees it's Dominic and he's holding his belt. And, you know, one can only assume he's thinking you're the one that hit me. And then you want, because you want the belt. And so it just immediately goes on the defensive. Now, when, when I was watching this in real time, I'm thinking, you know, at first I was like, wow, wait, what did Keith Lee just do? Like, why did he just spear bomb? And I replayed <laughs> it in my head. I'm like, oh, he probably didn't see. He he never looked up yeah. after he got hit. Yep. He has no idea Damian Priest was there. I was like, oh, damn, this is good. Because now you got Dominic Dijakovic thinking, okay, I came out to have your back. And then you attack me? That's how you do me? After After what I did for you? You did me like that? Oh hell no! So now it's like back to them oh, having rivalry again. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> the fight like forever that. rivalry. Yes. I like how they call that rivalry the fight forever rivalry. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, I dig that. Yes, yes. So yeah, I, I like it. I like that that storytelling there. You know, for for Keith Lee, Dominic, just everybody involved, really, except for Cameron Grimes because he was just like just kind of there, but. You know, for Damian Priest, you know, pulling that, you know, that that disappearing act, you know, he, he served his purpose because um, really you think he'll get added. Maybe just be like a he, triple he will. threat. He will. Yeah. 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 yeah he will. <laughs> it may even be a fatal four way. They might still throw Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes in, there. in there. Yeah, uh, they might. He lost, though, so I wouldn't be mad if they didn't, you know, because it might just why? just keep it a. Big man, triple threat, triple threat. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'd be rooting for, you know. Because I think I don't see a chance that is just Dominic Dijakovic. I feel like Damian Priest is in there now because he just keeps using you know this weapon to, to attack people. Yeah, because that's how he got Dijakovic. Was the week before? Yeah. So um, and I 
<laughs> early prediction, you know, I'm hoping Keith Lee wins this match. I'd be, I'd be deathly afraid that Damian Priest is going to use that weapon to win this belt and walk away from Tampa as champion. Um, so I'm a little nervous about that. That but, dry ass promo. Oh my God. You can't have him as the North American champion Art until he fixes that promo. <laughs> I take what I want. I take women. I take really? Women. I love the ladies. Yes. I take <laughs> you can't women. say that. <laughs> yes. Me too movement. Yes. <laughs> like David Priest, you can't talk like this. <laughs> the things you're saying and how you're saying it is <laughs> Just stop talking. We're gonna revamp you, reboot oh, you, figure this out. <laughs> Get him a manager ASAP. Yes. The way this dude's talk, bro. It's just yeah. come on, Somebody. man. Somebody. Man. Yeah. Just yeah, he needs a, he needs a Zelina Vega, you know, someone like that who can just be like, you know, I'm gonna do all the talking. You go out there and wrestle, you know, and that's it. Like just somebody, Paul Heyman, uh, Jake the Snake, uh, somebody. He needs he needs a manager now. <laughs> this is gonna work. Yeah, some you know how some wrestlers are. Some need managers, some don't. But this clearly does. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, him doing his own talking. At least for right now. That's a no go. Yeah, that's a no go. That is not working for me, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. Uh, last last thing that kind of stood out to me. I mean, you know, the the tag team championship matchup. I wasn't that wasn't going to be what I talked about, but real quick, just to touch on that. Um, loving the the Broser way. It's just the chemistry that they have. It seems like they add new moves. You know, every every time they they go out there and wrestle, and it's just so much fun to watch their chemistry continue to grow. Um, so I just wanted to throw out a quick shout out to them, just as another touch point. Um, did you want to add anything else? Because I really was going to talk about was the women's uh, ladder match. But oh yeah, let's talk about the women's ladder match, man. All right, let's just jump there. Um, you know, I'm liking the. I, I I love when they do like tournaments and you know have these like elimination situations where you you know you're building up to to uh, you know just just that that tournament format. Um, I was surprised. By one and not surprised by the other one. Yeah. Obviously, Tegan Knox beating Deanna Perrazzo, you know, it made sense for that to happen. Like, I didn't think there was a chance in hell Deanna Perrazzo was going to beat Tegan Knox. Um, but Mia Yim beating Dakota Kai shocked me. I was legit like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, you spend all this time building her up and then you flip it. And no offense to Mia Yim because she's awesome. And I feel like she should be there too. But. I was like, really? Yeah. So yeah, just just I was well, even yeah. surprised by the match. I'm like, I thought maybe they should have had their own match, not you no know, uh go against Dakota Kai going against uh Mia Yim. Uh, I felt like she could have co- go against somebody else. I don't know, maybe Caden Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think you you either, you know, have Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, and Tegan Knox all have qualifying matches where they win to get to that ladder match, so you can have them all there. Or you have Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox, and one of them eliminates the other one to go on, you know, to help further that story. And then, you know, in that ladder match or whatever, the other one can cost that the the person that won their opportunity to win because they still have that grudge and this just isn't going to end for them um, and and interfere because it's probably going to happen anyway. Like, even right now, I don't believe that their feud is over. And with Tegan Knox being in the ladder match, I feel like Dakota Kai is going to interrupt. If Tegan Knox is on that ladder and she's close to winning the belt, either Dakota Kai or her her muscle, um, I'm forgetting her name right now, but her bodyguard basically is going to show up to stop Tegan Knox, I think it's going to help. Raquel Gonzalez. Yes. Um, I feel like one of them is going to show up to stop Tegan. Tegan Knox is not winning this number one contenders matchup. It's not happening because Dakota Kai won't let it happen. Yeah. Who else is in the qualifying match? Do you know? You know of Bianca Belair? Can, oh, yeah, I'm sure Bianca Belair will be in it. I don't think they've announced that yet, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, but Candice LeRae... Um, has a matchup for next week. I forget 
who she's going against. But I saw it announced during the show. Um, and I and when I saw it, I was like, it's going to be Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae is winning this match. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I feel like, again, another, we're doing a lot of early predictions here. But <laughs> you, you kind of you hit the nail on the head. I think Bianca Belair makes the most sense for the person to win unless Io Shirai maybe is making a return. Oh man. Don't It'd be real cool like to see. Yeah. Yeah. Io win. Um, but if Io isn't ready, like if she's still injured, then I could see Bianca Belair. Candice LeRae would probably be my next pick after that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's Candace it. LeRae, one of the Ray has been very quiet though. Candice LeRae. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, and then, I mean, you know, this whole thing with Johnny, I don't know how that's going to play, play a part, if it even plays a part in, in the story. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think Bianca Belair is the one that I'm looking at. Like, she seems to be the favorite. You know, it's not 100%. You know, it's not like Shayna Baszler going into the Elimination Chamber, you know, but it feels like she would be the natural favorite. Yeah, just uh, Bianca Belair, you know, seems to be the natural pick for the favorite, um, you know, for for this uh for this. She's not it's not like uh, you know, Shayna Baszler, you know, and how it felt in the elimination chamber. Um, you know, this one it definitely feels like there's there's other people who make sense who would be on a on a similar level to Bianca Belair, but you know, with everything going on between her and Rhea and her and Charlotte, like to see Bianca Belair as number contender waiting for either Charlotte or Rhea Ripley after WrestleMania, that that makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, if EO is ready, that that flips that for me, man. I feel like I would I would probably go EO Shirai if she makes a return. Um, would you? Oh, would, would you be hard want to see an EO and Charlotte match? I would see it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Oh. EO versus anybody, dude. Well, yeah, versus anybody. Yes. <laughs> I miss EO, man. I do. These last couple weeks, man, I'm like, where is EO? Oh, yeah, that's right. She got hurt. Yeah, oh. yep. <sighs> yeah. I remember so. how I don't remember how long did they uh they said she'll yeah, be I don't out. Know. I don't know. I actually haven't researched that. But um Yeah, man. I'm I'm wishful thinking, man. Hopefully could... Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's great. You know, she's she's it, it's beyond healer face with her character oh, now too. It like, is just she's just great. Period. It yeah. has that great personality. I miss that, you know, that charisma. That's oh man. Yeah. So we'll see. A lot of contenders, and like you said, with Candice LeRae, I mean, she has been a little bit quiet, you know. But um, I feel like Candice is just when she's in the ring, you remember really quickly how good she is and that she just has, she also has that it factor, you know, like she looks like a person who would be champion. Like eventually at some point she's, she has that championship like feel to her. Um, and it, it feels like her time is coming sooner rather than later. Um, a lot of people have gotten championships before her, you know, that have been there. like Rhea Ripley showed up, and Candice LeRae was already there, Rhea Ripley's champion. So, you know, like, she skipped her over. It's kind of springboarded. Like, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> so I think her time is coming. But, uh, yeah. Bianca Belair won. Io Shirai, if she comes back, will be another one. Then Candice LeRae, those would be the, the three for me. Okay. I think I think my top pick would be Bianca Belair. I think that'd be the next story to progress for it. with either, you know, either opponent, either it would be Charlotte or Rhea Ripley, you know, since they both have like some, you know, interconnected uh, stories. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that's funny, too, is that I thought Tegan, if she if she would have been in this tournament um, or not Tegan, sorry, if uh, Dakota Kai would have been in this uh, in this final in the ladder match, um, I would have been tempted to take Dakota Kai, you know, because with Raquel Gonzalez as her her um, you know backup as her as her bodyguard, yeah. 
you know, that dynamic would have been hard to pick against. Yeah. You know, especially how they've been building her up, you know, and like her character is just she's she's you know And that's a nice real, story if she if she go against uh like Rhea Ripley. Yeah. You know, the one that kind of sets you puts you on this path that you know, not picking you for war games. Exactly. Go back to where it started. Yeah. Like that would be full circle. Sorry, Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't make the cut. <laughs> it's just like, wow. And then, yeah, here we are. And you just, you created a monster. Literally, yes. now that monster coming back for your belt. Your like that story. Oh, my God. Man. Eventually. Eventually we'll get there. But, it, it, like, that, ooh, that that feels like, you know, again, that's another reason why Mia Yim winning. Even though Mia does deserve to be there, it just feels a little off. Because that story seemed to be writing itself. And they just went left with that one. So they did, oh, man, I, completely. I was, just, you know, that's why I was left more confused and mm-hmm. than surprised. You know, I guess the only thing would be what if in this tournament they have like a second chance uh, spot. Mm. You know, and like all the people that lost get thrown on the match together, and Dakota wins that. You know, and then she ends up getting into the ladder match. That that could be a way around all of this. I can see that. Yeah, I can see William Regal pulling pulling something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I, which that that would be cool. I mean, there was a, a a thought that I had of like, okay, if someone got injured, but they did that already with Mia Yim at um, at uh, War Games. You know, so you can't you can't pull that again. Where okay, someone got injured, there's a replacement. Like no, no. But if if it's if it's more of a, you know, hey, second chance opportunity to all the people that lost, boom, let's have this battle royal. And, yeah, Dakota Kai is going to have her back up, help her win that. Then, you know, Raquel Gonzalez carries literally Dakota Kai on her shoulders to that belt. I feel like we've seen that image before. You know, I could see them reusing that with this. It makes sense. And, yeah, that'd be cool. Man, Raquel Gonzalez, man, she is a beast, bro. She is that choke slam. I was just about to mention that, bro. That shit looks deadly. (laughs) I was like, she alive? (laughs) (laughs) Just savage, man. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, somebody check on her, please. (laughs) Yeah, that is a stiff, powerful. Choke slam, throw. I don't even know if it's a choke slam. It's more like just like she's just throwing. I don't even know. I don't even know. It's just a slam. It's a slam a, spear maneuver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy. It is crazy. Um, man. But great stuff, man. Overall, um, NXT this week, fun show. You know, Performance Center. It was cool seeing the Performance Center. Um, but yeah, with all that destruction at the end. It felt like they may be going through a remodel and they figure, okay, you can destroy whatever you want because we're going to change this anyway. Um, when to destroy the mirror, just just do it. Yeah. The set a little bit. Sure. Why not? Why not? Go, go at it. We don't destroy this. the walls. Have fun. Go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, any any other general thoughts um, on, on this show? Ah man, just it's it was a good NXT show, and I'm looking forward. To it. I just hope, hopefully, it gets to translate that into the WrestleMania. Some of the WrestleMania builds. I know we talked about a little about about that offline, but hopefully, these WrestleMania builds gets uh, starts to improve if we have WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, you know, fingers crossed that we get a, a good solution for you know the coronavirus and all that man it's just it's scary so you know we would all understand if they postpone it because you want to you want to choose the health and safety of people over just making money and you know having wrestlemania like it makes sense so hopefully it's 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 both right it's that we're we're able to find a, a solution that that uh you know makes you know everybody safe you know during during that time so we can all enjoy it but if they can it has to be postponed and it is what it is right so um so we'll see what happens and and be patient with that um but yeah man i guess final thoughts uh overall for this is you know great show and uh yeah johnny gargano i feel you man i see your side yeah i got your back i'll i'll, I'll tell your story got his back huh? I, I got his back all right you know, 
still still Johnny wrestling to me, still Johnny champion. Um, you know, the Johnny turncoat thing. Not surprised actually. Hey man, that's Johnny Gargano, man. I got, the heart I, wants I, what the heart wants. I, I get got, it. Hey, that's that's it's Johnny. It's Johnny. You know, when people turn on Johnny, I I, I stick with him. I stick with him because I see what he's trying to do. He's just trying to do the right thing. Sorry, man. And he's misunderstood, and you know, whatever, man. But, but I think this this is the best thing for Johnny too. You know, is because this is going to give him that edge that I was looking for. Oh yeah, um, he does you know, have an edge Finn now. Dollar. Yeah, your boy yeah. tripping. Hey, he's 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 not one thing too. I'm going to do it your way. I want to do the Johnny Gargano way. All right. Well, <laughs> he also said he's like I, f- I feel like I'm going crazy, you know, with all the, the things going on because again he's seeing like Tommaso Ciampa, he did everything he did to him. He never apologized. People are cheering him, and people are calling Johnny the turncoat, and like it's just <laughs> it's just like what is happening? Is this am I in Bizarro World where Tommaso Ciampa is the face? Like if you go back. And watch the storylines from back then, and you see how evil Tommaso Ciampa was, and then you just yeah. skip the whole him getting injured and cut to this. It makes a whole lot of sense where Johnny's coming from, where he's like, I feel like I'm going nuts. Like, d- does everybody forget what Tommaso Ciampa was? And I'm just supposed to forget. So, anyway, just <laughs> I. I got you, Johnny. I'm going to keep telling your side. I'm going to keep telling your side because I, I see you. I feel like you you may have taken it too far on, on Morrow because Morrow didn't deserve that. You did take it too far. I'll call he, it out. That's a violation, sir. No, I call it out, too. Yeah. I call it out, too. That's where you lose me a little bit, Johnny. But with Ciampa, your aggression, hey, and Ch- Ciampa, in, even in this fight, Ciampa tried to kill him. He tried to kill him with that weight, throwing it at the mirror, and he almost hit his head. <laughs> And with that crutch, the real crutch. That was a real crutch. That was, man. That was a Dude. real crutch. Tommaso, just apologize. I think me. he didn't know because he actually looked at it. No, nah, I don't think he knew. He needs to apologize for that. <laughs> real. He probably 100%. did. 100%. He probably did too, man. Like, <laughs> yep. just want to apologize you know for wrong. that. I thought that was a, a work, work crunch. I didn't, you know, <laughs> by the time I realized it was too late, it already yep. happened. Yep. Just want to apologize for that. <laughs> yep. And, and while you're at it, uh, uh, Champa, just keep on apologizing. And we'll be all good. We'll be all good. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. For nothing. Hey. Well, then, Johnny, you don't apologize either. And we're going to get a great feud. Hey, this is another one where if they want to fight forever, I- I'll pay to see that. I'll That's true, that. man. This is, this this is, is another one of those forever rivalries right here. Hey, let's go. Let's go. I'm here for it. All right, well, that's going to do it for our recap of NXT, the gold standard. We will catch you guys on the next recap of NXT next week. But for now, uh, I'm Hafiz. This was Devin. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.